Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Hi, everyone. If you read my last article in this particular series, I explained why I do not believe Seal 1 represents the Antichrist, but instead lays the groundwork to ultimately bring him to become the world's dictator. So I believe Seal 1 is really the obfuscation of truth, certainly in a religious area, certainly in the secular area. It's just lies replacing all sorts of truth. I spent some time explaining why I believe this is the case, and to me it makes sense, and I also believe squares with the meaning and intent of God's Word. Now, having said all that, Uh, that I said last time, I ended with the promise to return and explain what our approach to all of this should be. So I want to spend the rest of this episode laying out some things that we as Christians can and should do and how we should live. First, and these aren't in any particular order, uh, first, it's important to do as many normal things as possible. The things we've always done. Now, the people in power the ones who want to capture and enslave us and control society, well, they'd prefer us to live in fear, always looking for the other shoe to drop. And if you've, for instance, always taken a vacation each year, try to continue that practice. Even if money is a bit tighter than last year, okay, you might not be able to spend as much, but try to get away with the family and enjoy being together. Vacations help us unwind, relax, and appreciate God's creation. Don't let them... And the fear that they're trying to generate, don't let them deprive you of your vacation, of just enjoying God's creation. The people in power don't want us to be relaxed and happy. They want to steal our normalcy to make us fearful and on edge so they can then swoop in with the quote-unquote solution, which includes owning nothing and being happy, remember? So we need to be deliberate about moving back towards normal things in life. It is our best weapon. Second, deliberately choose to eat better. Highly processed foods are terrible for us. Processed foods have a very long shelf life, but they have that due to tremendous amounts of preservatives and chemicals in them, and they tend not to be good for us. Those preservatives, ingredients, chemicals in them, Uh, they just chip away at our health and immune system. And over time, we end up visiting the doctor more, being prescribed more medications. And the end result of all that is a tragic cycle of poor health that continues to worsen. Now, I am not saying that all pharmaceuticals are bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm simply saying that the fewer a person needs, the better they are in life. That's really the bottom line. Eating well goes a long way toward creating and maintaining good health. When you buy quality or even organic food, which is generally quality food, it costs more, but you actually eat less of it because you get full sooner. Third, get away from the TV, your phone, and other electronic devices. They want us so involved with the quote-unquote fake worlds that these devices have within them that we completely miss the reality of life altogether. So if people will just do normal things they've always done and put their phones down, the normalcy would return. 
Yesterday, my wife and I took our two dogs and we went to a local hiking area. We were impressed to see so many people out and at the beach near the river, enjoying life and interacting. They were just having fun. We found a place separate from the crowd and just hiked through the woods down to the water and let our dogs go in and enjoy themselves. We got a bit of a workout as well, and we were glad we took the time. Life is busy, and it, it seems and there's always something to do around our little homestead here. But time must be taken to infuse the routine of life with the exceptions to the rule. This recharges our batteries and renews our spirits. Fourth, make sure you are reading his word every day. And this really could easily be number one. The first thing we do, I said that these weren't in any particular order. Take passages of scripture to heart, memorize and dwell on them. It broadens our understanding of God, how much he loves us and how he cares and provides for us. This should easily be the first thing we do every day. We are in a battle, whether we think so or not, whether we like it or not, and we can't see into the spiritual realm, but the Bible reveals a few things about that realm to us, and we gain insight from books like Job and Daniel and Ezekiel and Isaiah and many other places. And these show us that the beings in the spiritual realm are either on God's side or on Satan's. Those on Satan's side stand against us, while those on God's side protect us. And I imagine if we actually knew the details of what occurs in the spiritual realm, we probably would feel like we couldn't move to the left or to the right. It should be enough to know that without God's protection, Satan could do whatever he wanted us to. But God does not allow and works to protect us. So he doesn't allow everything Satan wants to do to us. He only allows Satan's devices to get through at times when God himself wants to use those things for our growth and his glory. Fifth, use cash and use it often. Do not give in to the push to use CBDCs, digital passports, or anything else that will ultimately remove your freedoms and create limitations for you. Don't help them. Continue using your vehicles, buy real food, not fake meat, Eat and thank God for the many blessings he provides. Reject 15-minute cities. Stop staying home and stop being afraid. We're all going to die at some point, and fear will get you there much quicker. Live your life with gusto. Do everything you can to stay out of hospitals. You know, I continue to read horror stories daily about people who go into the hospital and leave in a body bag, or they were sent home because the people at the hospital, the doctors and nurses couldn't find anything wrong. And then those people die later at home because they've had major health issues. The bottom line is this, we're being lied to every day by people in authority. The media covers for those lies because it has become their job to support that narrative. Even if that narrative is false, makes you wonder, before the internet, before the technology we have today, did the media lie as much? Maybe they did. We just had no way of checking. Now we can check. So it makes it seem all the more obvious and detrimental. So to avoid succumbing to the lies, we need to do all the things that I've already listed, which means learning to resist 
If you're living a normal life, you're resisting. If you're paying in cash, you're resisting what the powers that be want us to do. If you're not going to run out and get that digital passport, you're resisting. I'm not talking about getting violently uh, violent and opposing all the, the stuff that's out there. Just resist by doing the normal things you've always done. It may take deliberate thought and action at times, and you can't do that. I can't do that if our heads are in the cloud via our phones and preoccupied uh, and enamored even with all the stuff that's happening in society today. You know, the lies will continue as the false foundation for the coming Antichrist global kingdom grows and firmly seats itself in many nations throughout the world. We can do nothing about all those lies except reject them out of hand. I doubt seriously, though, that the USA is going to survive this whole thing intact. I just don't see it. We will increasingly come across more and more people who believe the lies that are being foisted upon global society. Those lies will continue to affect the way people think and act, and it will worsen. We can't do a thing about that. We can try to convince, but don't be fooled into thinking that you're going to make a difference with most people. I don't think you will. I don't think I will. It is far better to find like-minded folks and develop relationships with them, creating small, significant communities of reliant people. There is likely coming a time when you will need those relationships and they will need you. So the bottom line is, cheer up. This is all coming together because God has decreed it. Nothing is taking him by surprise. Nothing is happening that he is not aware of or does not allow. This is not the first time evil people have tried to gain full control of a society, much less global society, but it appears now is the time that God is allowing this control of global society to occur. And the reason seems to be because God is going to allow Satan to build that final world order over which Antichrist will ultimately step up to rule. Now, as far back, I'm going to remind us of something here, because again, this recent pandemic was not the first time where society was attempted to be controlled. As far back as the AIDS crisis in the 1980s, the same Anthony Fauci then tried to do what he was able to do just a few years ago. He fully succeeded in doing during the recent COVID, but he failed to do it during the 1980s AIDS scare. During AIDS, he wanted everyone who had or even thought they might have had AIDS tested using the exact same PCR tests that were used during COVID now. The creator of the PC test stated then it wasn't designed for that purpose that Anthony Fauci was using it for. And interestingly enough, that creator of the PCR test died under mysterious circumstances. So that makes you wonder, doesn't it? But maybe it was just coincidence. People who allegedly tested positive for AIDS way back in the 80s were put on a drug known as AZT instead of a more well-known drug and other protocols that probably would have saved them instead of killing them. Did they really have AIDS? Did they? Or did AZT create what they and the society we lived in at the time were told was AIDS. Obviously, they tried to create this fear that AIDS was accessible to anybody 
And you didn't even have to be a homosexual to have it. It could be passed along. They tried to create that fear, but they did not succeed. During AIDS, people were told one lie after another. However, because technology, as I mentioned, including the internet, was not where it is today, the lies didn't necessarily catch on and travel around the world, devastating global society. But you segue 40 years into the future to 2019, late 2019, early 2020, and those same lies and PCR tests were used to justify lockdowns, mask mandates, and vaccine mandates. So because of the internet and the media, as well as the fact that there are now so many Marxists in powerful positions in government, society was essentially locked down and forced to do the bidding of egomaniacs who are possibly unbeknownst to themselves, but I have my doubts, being used by Satan and his minions to create the foundation of lies upon which Antichrist's empire will be built. Now, I doubt seriously that we Christians can change what's coming. We can't change the tone of society, but we can change our outlook. We can change how we view things and what our response should be to the growing problems around us. At the same time, it is important to understand that choosing God has not only its rewards, but a human downside. We need to be aware of this. Just as Daniel faced the lions and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego faced the fiery furnace in that same book, we will also face increasing difficulties and quote-unquote persecution in this day and age as things progress toward the coming tribulation and the wrath of the Lamb. Now, we spoke previously of the possibility that seals 1, 2, 3, and 4 have already been opening. Since my last article, I sent it to two pastors whom I greatly respect for their opinions. One wrote back and said that he could not, quote, he couldn't not disagree with me. He could not disagree with me, unquote. The other outright agreed with my supposition and encouraged me to continue studying because he thinks I'm on the right track. Now, if we consider that we are in the last days since the life of Jesus, it makes sense that these first four seals at least could have started opening already. Hebrews 1, 1 to 2 spells it out for us. If we'll pay attention, quote, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to his, the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, unquote. So during Jesus's life, the last days began. It is roughly 2,000 years later. So we're obviously much further along, and in my opinion, at the very end of the last days or the end times, just prior to the start of the tribulation. It's also interesting to me that the power elite wants a final global order in place by 2030. Why then? Not sure. However, Reverend Danny Jones, in one of his last sermons at North Lake Baptist Church, prior to retiring, noted some potential mathematical connections. And I've got links for these in the transcript. Damon Duck also has things to note about the coming date of 2030. He talks about the covenant that 193 nations entered into around 2015-2016, an agreement to have the global government up and running by 2030. Recently, as he notes, the UN Secretary General wants the nations to move things along much quicker because they're not where the UN wants them to be. It's not going fast enough. 
So even though there's less than seven years now before 2030 arrives, really six and a half, the UN wants those nations to agree to get things done within seven years. So you can read the linked article for more information. Bottom line for me is this. Christians today will very likely feel the uptick of persecution in all forms. Here in the USA, that means as we stand against the LGBTQ+, we will be demonized for it. As we resist the wave of Marxism and all its tenets, that is critical race theory, for instance, and others, as it tries sweeping across our communities, we will experience the wrath of the left increasingly. We can somewhat guard against that if we're further away from large cities where we live, but if we, it's still going to find us where we live to, an, to a degree. We will also likely have to deal with more health pandemics, with officials issuing more health mandates to gain more control of society. We should be on the lookout for that. Be prepared for it. What are you going to do when it gets here? Decide now. Are you going to wear a mask? Are you going to social distance? Are you going to stay home more out of fear? You need to decide now how you will react to the coming mandates. And by the way, it's not just going to be health mandates. It's probably going to be climate change mandates too. Beyond this, artificial intelligence, AI, is just starting to take over. We just found out the other day from a, that a friend's husband was called into the office at work. He works from home, as many do today, and he was summarily fired, then physically escorted out of the building. He was told his job is being replaced with AI and the company no longer needs his services. It is here and it is happening, and we're probably going to see that repeated over and over again. But God is for us. So really, who can be against us? God will provide. We need to take hold of that, believe it, and trust him for his direction. Now again, one of my favorite verses when I find myself troubled by my thoughts or the events in life is Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, the difficulties in life are designed by God. You know this as well as I do. To draw us as close to him as possible so that we will gain the victory. It is okay to see what's there and coming. It's okay, certainly, to study his word and find out more about what the future holds. It's not okay to dwell on it so that we worry over it and become overcome by it. That's not the purpose God has in allowing these things. He wants us to throw ourselves on his mercy to gain insight from him. This turns into direction and increases our ability to trust him when circumstances seem overwhelming. Direct your life so that Satan and his attempts to destroy you will simply make you stronger in your faith in God. Thanks so much for joining me today. And until we meet again, I pray that God will open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 